Such sights to show you. Bring the motherfucking ruckus! Fuck you too! I know my uh, I know my boys coming over here. I know my boys coming over here. I gotta get them the very best. I gotta get my boy the very best that I could get. So I got him that there Fiji, oh. and he's saying, "Oh, how Republican of you." Well, you know they 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 did take a poll and. Fiji was voted to be most consumed by Republicans, and Evian was most consumed by the Democrats. You called my water racist? Yeah. You telling me that my water likes to drug college-age girls and rape them outside, back behind the dumpster? While also being a white supremacist, I do. You telling me my Fiji likes to... Listen to my podcast with tiki torches and the boys all out crushing a couple two tree cans. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least they're listening, right? Yeah, a listen's a listen, a subscribe is a subscribe. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll get them where I could, you know. Or you can take them these days. Yeah. Shit. What did you? Oh, did you drop I it? I dropped it. You dropped your blunt. Yeah. I'm weak. What can I say? I'm you know, weak. It was all that. It was all that delicious seafood we we had. Oh, don't even get me started on that. they delicious. Honestly, it's been better. Yeah, yeah. the no, lobster not, wasn't anything dry. I'm not about. gonna. I'm not gonna joke. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. Ali Cat likes seafood. She likes seafood a lot. You know, she likes. She likes to get some gabagoo, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, you could take me here anytime." And I was like, "Honestly, this is." Uh, this has probably been the least impressive time. I don't know what... It was the sauce. It was 100% the sauce. I didn't get nearly as much. And it affects literally every bite that you take. Because if it's not drenched in as much garlic butter spice, yes. then it's not going to taste as good. It's just going to be plain old fish. Which is fine. Plain old fish is fine for me. You know? It's fine. It's a good night out. You know, amongst friends. Yeah, I'm here. And who am I? Yeah. What's my name? What are you trying to show me? This is lots of pasta, and this is my guest, Franz McBoohoo. Yeah, in the flesh as I live. We're not recording from separate locations like I had previously implied on a different episode. I just, uh, bided my time. Well, you know, I bided I, I, my time until I could get you in the flesh again. I lured you in with my salty seafood and I, and the promises of sweet, delicious creams. You know, I, I like to do charity work at least once a quarter and I consider this oh, a tax write off. It's a make a wish. Yeah. I'm a make a wish kid. You just, I, I keep every, waiting for you to get put down and, if you, and I keep getting that call every couple months. Like, if you really wanted um, to make my dreams come true, you'd listen to the show. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I do enough charity work. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> you fucking, fucking hate you. I know. That's okay. Uh, when I can tax write it off, I'll do it. 
Yeah, it's nice to people, be back. People do. <laughs> yeah. People, I, we had, I say had as in past tense, we had four Patreon subscribers paying as little as, I don't know, six, seven bucks a month just, so to, nice. just to support us. Um, where's, where's my last of us? That's exactly the point I'm getting to. Uh, oh, if, yeah. If, well, if some, uh, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the point I was getting to, uh, Mr. Boohoo. Uh, yeah. Mr. Boohoo, um, you know, if I got some, uh, if I got a little bit of financial compensation, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're making the big bucks now, Mr. Manager. You're making all the money oh, now. Yeah. You're telling me how much money you're going to make, Mr. Moneybags. Mr. Moneybags. Well, I have to get the job first. Then, no, that makes sense. Yeah. That's how it's made. Um, <laughs> what I, uh, no, the, the last of us, last of us will be up. It's actually next. It's just, I need, I need winter break because last year I thought I was going to do last of us and I pushed it off to just fucking finish dead space. I got, I got like all of dead space up in last calendar year, mm-hmm. like a different one went up. At a different third wow. of the year. Yeah, I know. For for a fucking long trilogy of games, that's m- minimally ten hours a game. Maybe maybe eight. No, ten. It has to be at least ten. Two is the shortest of them all, and it's between eight and ten. It has to be. But three, I think, was the longest, and it's just because of that DLC. If that DLC wasn't in there, it would have been probably equal across the board but uh last of us is absolutely coming next going into the new year we're definitely going to get last of us and uh a Django phillips series like at the same time and i consider both of those things definitely worth watching because we we had a hell of a time yeah we playing last of us i still haven't played the second one you gotta play it I I know I will play it before the TV show does a second season because I know that during the writer's strike they were talking about casting the second season. So I know I got to get it in there before the second season comes out. Yeah. Now, I I kind of watched someone play it. Kind of. I didn't watch every single beat, but I watched the important beats, the ones that get ruined for you the most. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know... Uh, spoilers! I'm just going to say the big D... And then um, Rat King. Those are the two things that I got spoiled for. The me. big D? Oh. The death. The big death. That There's so much more, so that's okay. You have a lot to, to but, get through. But it's a meaningful thing for someone who's only played the first game, oh. let alone played the first game six, seven I'm times. I'm sorry that you had we've, that spoiled we've played, for you. We've played the first game before together. Yeah. It's so. not such a shame. Going into that game fresh and seeing that scene is hard. Oh, no, it's still going to be hard because... I I really am the type of person who separates like the book from the movie. Someone someone like telling me that something's going to happen and then me experiencing it myself are two very very different things. Like I read all the spoilers for Endgame before it came out. And on paper it doesn't sound as cool, but then you go and you see Captain America pick up Mjolnir and you're like they nailed it. Mm-hmm. So watching a streamer kind of babble through the scene emotionally, you know, reacting to it, 
I was completely disconnected. I was like, this is going to be a completely different experience when I have to get through it myself. I'm really going to feel it when I get through it myself. I know I am. Um, because you know how I am. Behind the behind the, the driver's seat of a game that I know I'm, I'm going to care about, no matter how anyone feels about it, um, it's going to hit because I... I I still cry playing the first game. I still cry. Yeah. And I, I, I cried watching the TV show. I cried uh, playing the game when we played through it. Last of Us is a beautiful, beautiful fucking thing. Which is why I'm so surprised that, like, when people are at cons and shit and they're asked, like, what the best game is, what the best game, uh, whether it's recent or not, nary a person says Last of Us. I don't know one does. Maybe, like, one out of ten. It's a shame. And and it's a shame because most of the answers are dog shit. Like, there isn't a single Bioshock up there. There isn't a single uh, Shadows of the Colossus up there. Favorite game? Oh, Fortnite. Right, Minecraft. Uh, Dark Dark Souls. Elden Ring. You know, a game that's been around for which a is, year. Which, listen, a is a great game. A game that's been around game, for a year. But it's not best game of all time. If it doesn't stretch to everyone, if it doesn't affect a total population shift, then it can't be best game ever made. Elden Ring got around, but it got around to the From Software people. You didn't see the the kids who play Madden and Counter-Strike and fucking Call of Duty log off of their shit, their dick-tugging contests, all to play Elden Ring. You got, like... One or two of those kids, but that's about it. What's your greatest game of all time? You'd say something like Chrono Trigger. Oh, it's so hard. You'd say something like Chrono Trigger or something. Oh. So. Just for the record, my answer is not Last of Us, but it would be up there. It would be up there for sure. I think I just, I have too much of an innate connection to something like... Bioshock, like Bioshock is just the perfect game to me. The music, the writing, the gameplay. All right, what's your top three? I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to say Bioshock, then Shadow of Colossus, and then say something like last of us it's hard because i i got i got wind waker flying around I up know. there i got wind waker flying around up there but i don't get emotional playing wind waker that's the thing and that's that's also the thing about like spider-man like i could i could easily say like spider-man 2 as a kid that game changed me that game that game was so it was the first sandbox game i got to play with because I, I wasn't allowed to play, um, like, GTA and shit when I was a kid. I, I, I wasn't allowed to play that. So the first open concept, like, sandbox video game where you can go anywhere, do anything, whatever you want, that was the first experience I had doing that was Spider-Man 2 on the GameCube, and it was life-changing. Yeah, I feel like my number one would have to be Chrono Cross, but it's a hard... Because... Two would be Super Metroid. Yeah, see, you have a nostalgia factor. You have a, you have an artful classic 
factor. You don't fall into like new school gimmick. I'd, you're, Last of Us is in your top ten, but it's not in your top five. No, it's. I would say it's top four. It's my fourth. Is it? Yeah, I'd okay. say. It's, but I. But not just the first one because I think the second one is a work of art, and I think people get too hung up on the fact that they they that make the story didn't go the way they wanted yeah, it to. Yeah, and, that and they, they didn't watch how beautiful the game is. And you're forced to play as someone you might not want to play as, but newsflash. It's a fucking story, and like, they can tell whatever story they want. They, well, they want, and it's written great, like it, like it is written so well. It's acted so well, voice acting. I mean, it and just music. looks beautiful. It, it just is looks, it, yeah. to be to be a complete step up from, and even the even PS3 Last of Us is beautiful yeah. to play through. So for you know for a PS4 version of Last of Us too, I'm I'm very excited because. Not many games have been as jaw dropping for me to play as much as like the God of War remake for PS4 and or sequel, I mean. Yeah. And then uh, Spider Man on Miles Morales on the PS4, just jaw dropping physics and how things look and how real things feel and oh Hogwarts Legacy, that's another one, like just beautiful fucking game. You know, so so good to look at. Wind Waker would be in my top five. I think Wind Waker would be in my top five too. It it pains me that I didn't have a Nintendo rep in there sooner because I used to be such a diehard Nintendo kid. But I kind of got, you know, I grew up a little bit. I just disconnected from mm-hmm. the kind of E for everyone. Um, uh, That's a good point. Just kind of kitty kitty games with no stakes, you know. Um, you know, I I appreciate the fluff when I can get it, and I appreciate some some of the more skillful gameplay, like you quoted uh, Metroid, Super Metroid. Like that's just a it's a generally tough game to play um, compared to new school shit, um, but. Uh, yeah, I would say Nintendo doesn't really uh, hold your hand as much in the past when when they I would say they were on top of their game. Because um, I I'm not a Tears of the Kingdom or yeah. Breath of the Wild person. Like I'm not I'm not for either of those. And it's not because they hold your hand. It's just the direction they went in. I just yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like I'm trying to say everything. I'm like. I could give five to Hollow Knight, because Hollow Knight is so good, and the score is probably one of my favorites of all time. Let me tell you what, Undertale made me cry. I cried playing Undertale. A true ending? That's fair. Oh, man. That music. I don't I don't know. I just, it's a really good game. It's a really good game. God. I just want to play games. Why am I here? What, 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 I what never... are we doing here? I never wanted to give you the satisfaction of being like, play Undertale for me, because you just, you whined about it for so long that I don't think I ever told you that, like, I had watched, like, three different streamers play through it already. Like, I knew everything that was going to happen. Um, Even the true ending? Yeah, I had watched literally everything. (sighs) Man. And, like, didn't, didn't we... 
before I even play get together just to watch the soundtrack get played live. Yeah. And it's just like, like, dude, I liked the game before you even told me about it. Like, you you took it so personally when I was playing through it that I just wanted to play something else because you, I kind of had to be in the mood to play that because I needed it to count. And I didn't want you to kill anybody. And you were like, well, I want to play the game. And I'm like, well, I want you to get the true good ending because it's the best ending. And did I not? I don't remember anymore. I believe I did. I don't think so. I believe I did. Okay. No, I believe I did. Okay. I don't remember. I'm being serious. And I'm... Hooker, I don't remember. Bitch. <laughs> what was, what's the line from iRobot? I didn't murder him. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a deep cut. You know what else is a deep cut? What? You know it's a deep throw. <laughs> Richard Nixon? Uh, you want to know how I got these scars? Oh, God damn it. You ever heard of a Latino meat shank? No. Do you remember that video on YouTube? <laughs> when he's talking about when, he's in, when the Joker was in prison, the guy yeah. took a razor blade and he taped uh-huh. it to the front of his dick. Uh-huh. You ever hear of a Latino meat shank? That's good. I'm going to make this dick disappear. <laughs> Ta! Now it's gone in your ass. <laughs> God damn it! Whoa! How did it get there? <sighs> That's five hundred thousand. <laughs> how about a lot? That's five hundred thousand. Talking. <laughs> talking. Um, I got Franz McBoohoo here, and uh, we're gonna read a story. Um. And of course, it's Christmas. It the the thing people don't know is that it's really not Christmas. What is Christmas? It couldn't be any further from Christmas. However, it's Christmas. For the sake of this episode, and when it comes out, not when we're recording it. It's Christmas. It's a wooden creator Christmas. Hail Satan. And. I wanted a Christmas episode with Franz McBoohoo this year because... Breathe it, Gordon. (laughs) Yeah? I get all the 69 episodes. And I get all the Christmas episodes. You get all the 69 episodes, Gordon. You gonna give it to that son of a bitch (laughs) over there? You gonna give it to Django Unchained? No. Are you going to give it to Alley Cat Strike? Yeah. It's for me. Yeah. You can't give it to anybody. Yeah, I got that. So there were two There were two rules that he actually brought up, and I want to say it was like episode like 154, Mary Pasta's part four, like halfway through doing all of this, when I had asked him if we could have someone else on the Christmas episodes, and he said, fuck no. He said two things. I get all the 69 episodes, and I get all the Christmas episodes. So we weren't going to pass by Christmas without doing another Christmas episode. And the benefit of doing it now means that when we next hang out during the holidays, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't have to record because we'll already have done this. <laughs> Hell yeah. We could just hang out next time. Now that's working smart. Yeah. Um, this Christmas, I wanted to do something different because we had only done a series one other time. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to it right now during my kind of re-listen of the show to kind of stay in tune with it and remember everything that happened on it, mostly. Because my memory is shot um, from all the dankers. Yeah. The Christmas hashish. Um, the mistletoe. The pine over tree. here. Pine, pine, yeah, the, yeah. Pi- the pine dust I'm smoking. Uh, the jingle um, bells. Yeah, jingle bells I'm suckling. I... <laughs> I didn't want... Jingle Bell Cock. It, it was one of the first episodes we did together. Mm-hmm. Because we did the first two together, and then we did five and six together. And um, that was cool. That was fun. Do you remember the mask episode? In- that was actually the other year. That wasn't one of the first years that we did it. Why is everybody trying to get rid of me? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, okay. The ant puts on the sleep, the beauty sleep uh, mask. And it was an actual face, right? No, it left uh, horrible, horrible chemical burns on her because it was way expired. That was, oh. that was the twist, is that she should have read the box because the ant who had gifted it, uh, the... the uh, had re-gifted it so many times that it had expired and the chemicals said to only wear it a certain time and before a certain date and her face got totally fucked from it. To anybody listening that uses, like, skincare shit, you gotta fucking throw it out, man. Like, it may look good, but, Yeah, like, you were the first person to tell me that soap goes bad. Yeah, the oils come to the surface. and I was like, what? I thought that's why we clean ourselves with it, because it never goes bad. And you were like, nah, dude, shit gets mold. Shit yeah. gets gross. Shit gets, like, different type of dirty. And I'm like... And um, oils go rancid. We we had been, you know, now at this point, by the time this episode comes out, we've been doing this show for like (laughs) nine, nine years. Yeah, because we started this in November of 2016, I believe. Yeah, it was before I was with my partner, so. My math is awful. That means it's only been seven years. I was about to say, it hasn't been nine it's yet. It's been... It's, it's seven. I'm high. My math is terrible. I'm on the iron lung right now, and, uh... Frown's had a bit of the vid, but he's feeling a lot better now, so I'm gonna make him record three hours worth of material. He's got me chained up down here. I promised him ice cream. I lured him down here. And when he went slurp, slurp, I quickly went click, click with the brace around his ankles. He hobbled me. Hobbled. Cobbled. Cob. cob. Corn on the cob. Cob. on my nub. Shut the fuck up. I was going to segue. Oh, too fucking bad. That was pretty good. Yeah. Cobweb. 
We just watched a movie, Cobweb. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I really don't want to get into it too much. I just wanted to say that it was really good and that I recommend people uh, watch it because everyone ignored it and totally forgot about it when it came out during uh, Barbenheimer weekend. Um, Don't even rent it. I'm telling you right now, it is good enough to buy. Literally just buy it on what? Apple? Apple, it's on Apple for purchase right now. Literally, just buy it. Also, just <clears throat> a plug of what I've been watching. If you no. have, if you have, yeah, if you have Netflix, watch <laughs> a show called Heartstopper. If you're having a bad day and you just want something to smile at, go watch Heartstopper. If you're having a bad day and you just want something to smile at, yeah. There are days I would come home from work ready to like jump out in the middle of the road and I'm like I'm gonna put this on and it instantly made me feel better if you're having a bad day and you just want something to smile at folks turn on YouTube and go to lots of pop at <laughs> and start uh, going through our let's plays I have a bunch of let's plays on there um, I got uh, Luigi's Mansion I got uh, a way out with uh, with Deputy Dewey I got all three of the Dead Space games with Mr. Skelly Bones and uh, you know you pay attention you stay subscribed you subscribe there that's what you do um, no. and <laughs> please continue and if you stay subscribed and you you wait around for a little bit I promise I promise you this Last of Us uh, how many episodes were there like eight nine I think there were like eight eight uh, or nine episodes um at an hour and a half a piece? No, that's not too many. Um, I think there were like eight or nine uh, episodes. Me and uh, Franz McBoohoo playing through Last of Us. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is we started recording it before and uh, a lot of the material got lost. You know, everything just gets lost every time we record together. Uh, no, it didn't get lost. I deleted it. Ah, oh, see. Um, you know. Because you promised me something. And then you moved to a different state again. Oh, yeah, I know. Because not not always is the time management my fault. Yeah, you know. You know, not always. Sometimes the the person you're fucking ends up being a doctor. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. And you just gotta, you gotta go around the country with them till they get their stuff together. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. And sometimes the last of us becomes the last of me (laughs) and you're gone. (laughs) So when I sit back and I look at the footage, I go, this is never going to get finished. And I delete it. And then you come back later and you say, hey, I got a great idea. Let's finish that. And I say, whoops, it's gone. And you say... What do you mean it's gone? And I said, don't even worry about Ta-da! it. We, 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 we maybe played three episodes worth. We maybe played like four hours of the game. Okay, like, like calm down. It's like a 12-hour game. We, that material was so good. At its most authentic and most original, yes, there were parts of it that were zingers. I do think our performance the last time around was better. I felt like I was talking more. I felt like we were doing it together. I feel like it was a more uh, shared experience. I I'm always I always ride this line with let's pace where I'm saying 
I don't know if I want to talk a lot because I want to let the game speak for itself and I want to just show the game to people. But I also want to ride this line of, well, people are watching this because they're watching me play it, so my commentary has to be at least uh, surface level involved. But with you on the couch next to me, everything's... Uh, running the gamut at the same exact time, so yeah, cause we got to figure it out together. I'm it's like a, a horse and pony race over here. Fucking neutron star, baby! I don't burn out. Baby, you're a firework. Mm. You want to watch my colors work? Make it go. So anyway, Christmas. Christmas story, folks. Christmas story. Um, so if I were to say Christmas episodes of Christmas past, you would say favorite story was... Why don't we try to get ready? Um, 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 I don't know. Because if you want to know my favorite, What's honestly, favorite? if you want to know my favorite, I think that same year, which was the second or third year that we had done the show. So it's somewhere in the 50s or the early 100s. Mm-hmm. We read a story, just a solid story from No Sleep called Christmas Land, and it's a fucked up version of Polar Express. Do you remember reading that? Kid gets like yanked up the chimney, ends up in like a giant sack in the sky, and he sees like a giant, a giant like eldritch demigod like consuming planets and shit, no. and it's implied to be Santa, and that we're all just. Waiting to get eaten one day by a, no, giant, by a giant Cthulhu-esque I god. And it didn't happen. Oh, it did, and it's a fantastic fucking episode. The reason why I'm saying that that one is my favorite is because I've read two other stories by that same author on the show. And one of them was Feed the Pig, which is one of our most popular solo episodes where I just read through the entire story. And then the other one I did on an episode with Where Am I called... Porn Cogs of Field 7, I believe. And that, so Feed the Pig is about a guy who kills himself and what his experience of hell is like, where he imagines it as this giant experience where he ends up getting eaten by a very large pig. And he's kind of led to the slaughter that way. It's very grotesque. And then Porn Cogs is um, a story about. Uh, a guy getting in a car accident and for a brief second he disconnects from reality and ends up in a different one and he imagines himself on a planet where people are corn and they're all being milled so that they can fuck and replicate and then kill themselves in a giant omniscient living furnace so they fuck to procreate to keep the corn fuel going, but they're also sentient and they know that they're going to their death after they're done fucking. So it's like sad and scary at the same time. And the same author who wrote both of those stories wrote the Christmas Land story, which I will find to make reference of at some point. But um, I like- we read a story about a kid who like gets whisked off into the sky and you think he's going to end up in some magical, beautiful place, and he actually ends up, like, in a sack with a million other kids, and they're all just watching, like, the world get eaten by this large, bearded man the size of, like, the sky. And it's crazy. What 
There were two that come to mind. One was the one where there was, like, the place where the good elves are, and then, like, the yeah. bad elves were in, like, yep. a really super cold area. That's, and they're if I remember correctly, the title of that one is Santa's Other Workshop. And then... Because he implies that for the good kids, there are good elves working on a good workshop mm -hmm. that make the toys for all the boys and girls. And then there are bad elves in the bad workshop that make cursed items. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and one elf makes something so cursed, I believe it's a small, like, diadem of, like, a turtle or something. Mm -hmm. Or a frog. I think it was a frog. But that's what the story is about, is how this little frog has been said to have been made by one of the most cursed elves in history and it's a uh, fun little and then isn't there one where um they keep the, the person keeps reliving like over and over no what was that there was one where the tree was burning at the end I can't remember um, There's too many stories and I don't remember them anymore. There, there was absolutely one where there was like something. Mm, the dad was, came down the chimney and it was the the chimney was lit and he died. That's just Gremlins. No, we've read a story. That's just the plot of Gremlins, though. The one, the one chick tells the story about how her dad got caught in the chimney and died. Oh. But no, you're right. We did read a story that was like that. No, the one with the tree on fire was this one where, like, the tree was, like, sprayed with chemicals and it made the parents all crazy and shit. So it ended with them setting it on fire. But the one I like is the one with the, um, the animatronic Santa Claus. You remember that one? Oh, in the basement. In the basement. And yeah. it just keeps getting, like, closer to the to these kids until it's eventually, like, strangling one of them for getting it yeah. stuck in the basement. It's like, fuck you, dude. You put me in the basement. <laughs> now it's time to die. Timmy sucks and yeah. just robotic cop. And then, like, when they bring him back upside, uh, upstairs, like, he gets all happy again, so he promises to not murder any of the kids. Ho, ho. Have you been a good boy this year? I bet you have. <laughs> Fuck Santa's ass. Come here, Balto. Oh, come here. Come here, Balto. I bet he's happy that he made us watch that video. With, how, with how much we reference it. He's done podcasts for you, right? 100%. What's his name? Punxsutawney Trill. Nice. Yeah, it's a good name. All right. This isn't going to take us very long, but I decided in order to maximize my boohoo time that <laughs> I... Warn me next time. Hello. Oh, my God, is that my name for us? Make boohoo. So to maximize my boohoo time, uh, we're going to record a two-parter. We're going to start the story on this episode and finish it on Christmas Day. Oh. Oh. How gay. I'm so horny for Christmas right now. Tickle my bow. If, if I remember why I got this one and why I thought it was cool to read and why I thought it would be good for this episode is because it reminded me of Stephen King's The Mist. I love The Mist. There's, like, something... There's something attacking the kids. Ooh. And and they have to figure... They have to figure... Oh! They have to figure out why and then how to defend themselves, apparently. And I think... 
That's also reminiscent of the Krampus movie. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I own it. Where the toys eat the kids and shit. I just love that. That's like a live-action version of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas segment where all the toys start fucking with the families. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's genuinely good. By the way, I'm ready for uh, everything you just said. I am ready for a Chris Hansen Christmas. I'm going to need you to take a seat. And let's consult the chat logs. You wanted to blank her blank? You wanted to shove it up her chimney? Hmm. What did you mean by that? She's 12 years old. Right. You wanted her to take a sleigh ride on your... Jingle bells? On your jingle bells. <laughs> ball. <laughs> jingle hmm. balls. Kiss. You wanted her to deck your halls? And then you sent her a picture of mistletoe wrapped around your member. <laughs> oh, that's not you? Um... Santa's little helper 6969. You know what I want to do for the first time in, a, in probably a while, at least this is how it feels for me before we're time traveling to read this story for this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to I wanna tell everyone to, to nestle in huh? nice and tight. You're going to get yourself cozy. With uh, some nice hot cocoa that you just made in the microwave. You're not, you know, that skilled that you'd make it on your own. Like, you work at Starbucks or something. And uh, you're going you're gonna to sit down next to the fire. Or if you're too broke to have a fireplace, you know, just a toaster next to your bathtub. And uh, you're going to put on this podcast you're gonna start listening to this part you're gonna press play at this part right here right now and uh, at the same time you're also gonna light yourself a nice <laughs> let yourself a little blunt ski a little joint ski a little uh, green leafy and then um, you're gonna smoke it <laughs> my crack. Now we'll all climb into Santa's sack. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me for that. Yeah, that uh, was nice. We're, we're I was in a little bit in the background, and you're you're kind of like telling them what to do, you yeah. know. And it felt no, it felt natural. It yeah, felt, it felt good. Yeah, I'm glad. If you cut it, I'll kill you. Uh, I would never. Okay. I would never. Okay. I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what. I, I, you know, as long as you have to do that. You know, people on, like, YouTube, like, can't say that. They, like, don't say that. They say to, like, to dead yourself oh. or to... Uh, they just find any uh, any other way to say it. I'm a warlock, so whatever you do to yourself, I'll just bring you back. Right. Souls. As long as I uh, still have my packs locked. Sucking up souls. Stomping on names. Sacking their souls. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Souls, souls, souls. Uh, every year on Christmas Eve, my parents drug us, and I oh, found out why. Chris Hansen is definitely going to be. No, that's is that why you said that? No. Because you read the title? Well, the title is Every Year on Christmas Eve, My Parents Drug Us. I found out why. 
And that's that's an interesting title right there, wouldn't you say, Frowns? That's an yeah, interesting title. I, I would that's an interesting say. title because I'm drugged every Christmas um, uh, by myself purposefully um, to get through the day without losing my collective shit. Yeah. And... Um, I would say quite a few people at uh, your uh, Christmas table are. Hashtag lit. Yeah. Hashtag Christmas tree lit. Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag. Merry Crystal Methodist. Uh, chestnuts roasted on an open fire. Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag the North Star. Hashtag baby Jesus. Hashtag. Uh, Big balls. <laughs> balls. <laughs> But sleigh bows. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Um, what do you think? I know there are going to be voices, so we're going to be able to pick characters. It's like a whole fan. It's a family affair. I, I guess I could start and we'll just go on and off. <coughs> we'll just have that, to make sure we keep them similar. That feels that feel fair. I mean, yeah, we'll try our yeah. best. We'll yeah, try yeah. our we'll try our best. You know, like what what are you what are you asking for here? What yeah. what, what, what are we? What yeah, are we, yeah. What listen, are we, listen. We'll there's a writer strike here. right now. There's a writer well, strike. I didn't write hey, this. hey, hey, there's a writer strike. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to say I didn't write this. And I'm just trying to say. No sleep. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a fun person on No Sleep who wrote this story. Go there to that source to give them the credit, please. Um, thank us for listening. Thank us for giving you enjoyment in your life um, this Christmas season. But do give all credit where credit is due. Um, and go to Reddit No Sleep and read the original story and support the original author and do whatever you want to do in case this story does rock and roll all night long. And remember, Susie. the biggest gift you can give someone for the holidays is two in the pink, one in the stink. And if the pink ain't available, you got three in the stink. Nice. Nice. All right. Let's get this on rolling. Every year on Christmas Eve, my parents drug us. I found out why. Yeah, you read that right. Maybe you even read my post last year. I was pretty panicked when I wrote it. It was... Wait, this is a no sleep, right? Is that supposed to be serious? Yeah. Okay, let's... let's so it was short. Let's, let's Just say, so it was short. So it was short, but it was real. It's pretty simple for how crazy it all sounds. Every year on Christmas, for as long as I can remember, my parents drug us with sleeping pills. Something about not being awake when Santa comes. We have a whole schedule the family keeps to. Dinner at 5, at 6 we put on our pajamas and watch that shitty movie, It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> They're a Republican family, clearly. Clearly. And yeah, the PJs match. Mm-hmm. And then at half past eight, we use our last bit of eggnog to wash down the pills. It's probably not great. That's No, that's a Republican Christmas. Oh, yeah. They're strong. My sister's out in probably 15 minutes. Nice. I take a little, I take a little longer, but I'm always asleep by nine. When we wake up the next morning, we're groggy, but okay. And mom gushes about everything Santa left under the tree. But we're good. It's all bullshit. My whole life, I thought this was just what you did on Christmas. You have to be asleep when Santa comes, right? Otherwise, his magic doesn't work. 
So we took magic pills to make sure we'd be asleep. As a kid, it all made sense. You don't question shit like that when presents are on the line. Your parents are the law and you don't question them either. I only started to think it was a little weird when I hit middle school. By that age, you don't believe in Santa anymore, or you shouldn't. The last holdouts get mocked and the rest of us start talking about things like Xboxes and sneakers and flashlights and yeah. how are we going to get them? Yeah. Me? I only had one question when the topic of Christmas came up. So when do you guys stop taking the magic pills? <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! <laughs> crazy pills? That's a question that falls under the family business only clause. And I regretted it immediately. If any of them told their parents, I'll never know. In a bigger city with more oversight someone would have or should have called the CPS. Out here, population 5,108? Yeah, I checked. Bumfuck nowhere, left of the oil field. No one gives a shit if some kids were, kids' family were drugging them for some peace on Christmas Eve. The day I asked that question, all my friends howled with laughter while I sat there beat red and trying to play it off as a joke. That was the day I knew it wasn't normal. Last year, I'd finally had enough. I got sick of the lies, sick of the matching pajamas, sick of sitting on Uncle Rod's lap. Yeah. Yeah, right? Sick of playing pretend that we were having to be the perfect family Christmas. I wanted to know why my parents were drugging us. I had to know why. So when mom handed me that little white pill, I hid it under my tongue, spat it in the toilet. Then I went to bed and pretended to be asleep. I listened until I heard mom snoring to get up and look around. I wasn't surprised to see the tree stuffed with gifts already. Santa who? But that wasn't it. I wasn't finding any secrets. Nothing unusual or weird until I saw them. Can you imagine like if it's just cause the dad like gets super fucking shit faced on Christmas <laughs> and thinks he's Santa <laughs> and like he just sees his kid there and like he's and like he just like starts beating the shit out of him with the sack. Naughty boy! When I go to bed, <laughs> he's throwing in the corner. Um, <clears throat> I was reading the credit card statement. So sue me. They drug us. When I saw the movement outside, we always have a white Christmas, and by that time the street was dead quiet. So when I saw something rush by the window, it startled me. I just about opened the front door to go out and look when I saw them. Lots of them. Landing on the roofs one by one and crawling into the chimneys of every house. I don't even know how to properly describe them. Is that what PTSD does? Stops you from remembering things? Because I must have PTSD. I, I know I have it. I have to have it. I crouched by the couch, hiding behind the curtains to, and watching these giant red spidery things as they skittered across the rooftops. They'd reach a chimney and one by one hop in the air, tuck their legs into a line beneath them and shoot down the chimney. They'd be gone for a few minutes and then shoot back out, mostly with nothing, sometimes with random items or decorations. For one brief stupid second I thought that 
They were maybe some fucked up version of Santa's elves until I heard the most god-awful sound. That sound still haunts my every waking moment. Agonized screams of pure terror, wailing, crunching, grinding. The sound of someone, somebody's body being forced up the chimney. Human bodies don't fit in chimneys, not like that. I watched in horror as the smith's daughter Maggie came up the chimney pulled by two of those freaks of nature. By the time they pulled her out, she'd stop screaming. I don't think she was alive by then. I, I hope she wasn't. Her body wasn't right. It was like a tube of toothpaste that had popped. I sat there shocked, watching the smith's roof turning pink before I felt the gravity of what I'd just seen bury me. Suddenly, I knew why my parents had drugged us and I needed to get to sleep fast. I ran up the stairs, and I grabbed all the sleeping pills, and I just, just, just <laughs> them in my mouth. show them. <laughs> <laughs> I ran straight for the bathroom and poured out three, I was close, three of those little white sleeping pills, and then dove into my bed. I pulled the covers over my head and started chewing. Have you ever tried to chew pills? They're not supposed to be chewed. They taste like shit. <laughs> I just about threw up twice. It didn't help that I could hear those things getting closer. You know those movies about Santa and his reindeer? About the bells and the hooves? That's them. There's no reindeer. That horrible clicking comes from them, and I knew what they did to people who weren't sleeping. Waking up Christmas Day was awkward. Everyone else woke up for the Christmas morning, and I woke up with my dad shaking me awake past noon. I could tell he wasn't impressed. But me? I was thrilled. The last time I woke up on Christmas that happy, I was like, five. After I stopped screaming, that is. It took me a few seconds to realize I wasn't being dragged up our chimney. But once I did, it was great. I threw myself on my dad like we were in a wrestling match. I ran downstairs, hugged my mother harder than I had had in years, and then threw my sister over my shoulder. She was eight. Still, a hundred percent a believer. It had been sour about waiting so long to start Christmas until I tickled her into submission. Happiness is contagious, and for the first time in a while I was thrilled to see a Christmas with my family was awesome. Until it wasn't. We'd opened stockings and exchanged gifts and were gorging ourselves on fresh cinnamon buns and eggs benedict when I made the mistake of glancing outside. By that point, I sort of convinced myself that I just had a crazy dream. I'd snuck off to smoke pot with one of my friends early Christmas Eve, so I figured maybe it hadn't mixed badly with a sleeping pill. But the moment I looked outside, my eyes were drawn to the Smith's house and that pink patch on top. Suddenly, I couldn't swallow, and I drank a whole glass of milk just trying to choke down my food. It hadn't been a dream. So where were the cops? Sure, I'd gotten up late, but a kid goes missing on Christmas Eve. You'd assume that the police would be crawling the neighborhood all day. You look a little green, bud. You okay? I'd been staring out the window, feeling the pit on my stomach grow heavier and heavier when my dad jolted me to reality. I looked at him and nodded, trying to take another bite for show. Hey, have you seen the Smiths? I asked suddenly, Great band. wondering if maybe they had just had wanted to spoil the mood. I watched my parents take a sharp but quick glance at each other before he shook his head and smiled. 
Not yet. I'll let you know if I see Maggie outside, though. He teased with a wink, grabbing my shoulder and giving me, and giving it a squeeze as he left the table and dabbed. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, squeeze. <laughs> That's oh. what the kids do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cool dad. I'm one of those cool dads. I fuck. I fuck. My kids. Mom gave me a kind of smile and poured me another glass of milk. I probably sat there for another hour before I finally gave up and went to help my sister set up her new dollhouse. I needed a distraction. When the winter break ended, I was back at school, expecting to see an uproar that never came. Freshman year of high school, a kid had gotten into a car accident and the entire student body held a vigil for him. There was a memorial in the auditorium, meetings after school to light candles, and the school even brought in a couple therapists. Nobody said or did anything like that for Maggie. It was like everybody just, just kind of forgot she existed. And it was strange. Hell, even the local newspaper seemed to skip it. And they had absolutely nothing to report on most days. It took until mid-January before I spotted a tiny obituary tucked in the corner of a back page and I saved it, stuffing it in a notebook at home for safekeeping. It almost felt like if I didn't remember that she died, no one would. A little bit of that Christmas magic. A little bit of that Christmas. A little bit of that. Yeah, that Christmas snow. Honestly, the whole incident took a toll. March came and went. And so did my birthday. I was 17 now, supposed to be focusing on planning for college, but all I could think about was Christmas. I could barely sleep. Every night I'd go to bed and lay there staring at the ceiling, jump, jumping at every little snap or crack. Every morning I'd wake up with darker bags under my eyes than the day before. I couldn't focus in school. My grades dropped. My parents started asking about drugs. By the end of October, I'd had no less than eight visits to the student counselor who kept gently asking me if things were okay at home. But what could I say? No, Miss Andrews, I saw Christmas spiders pull out a girl on chimney and it makes math hard to do, right? And I couldn't tell anyone at school. How do you talk about shit like this? I sounded crazy in middle school when I tried to ask my friends about being drugged on Christmas Eve. I'd definitely get locked up if I talked about a giant red spiders taking people in the night. But I was losing my mind. We'd had Thanksgiving. Halloween was coming around. What? I think you mixed them up. We'd had Halloween. Thanksgiving was coming around and it got colder. And the colder it got, the more anxious I got. The stores were already running clearance on costumes and jack-o'-lanterns to make room for ornaments. The first signs of Christmas were already seeping in and I was, I was absolutely without a doubt terrified for my life. That's when my friends called the hangout. It might sound stupid, but my friends and I have a code we use when things are bad and we need to talk. We definitely drifted apart in high school. None of us really hung out that much together anymore, but None of us had ever backed out when someone said they needed to smoke. Needed to smoke. Needed to, are you smoking yet? Are you ready kids? <laughs> I was exhausted, but I figured the worst I'd get was some weed out of it. Besides, when the bat signal goes up, you gotta answer. Right. 
Roll it right or don't roll it at all, man. Ella complained, watching Greg scowl while trying to ready a joint. We were huddled in the woods behind the school, freezing our asses off in the early cold snap. Max groaned and snatched everything away from him, making quick work of it and then lighting up. Christ, finally, okay. He breathed that smoke with a sigh before passing the joint to the left. So it's been one hell of a year, right? Max was always the type for speeches. I sat there shivering and waiting for my stare, for my share, staring at the ground. We haven't had much time to like hang out and even though I've been busy, you guys are still my best friends. Even one day when I go off to Hollywood and become famous, I will always love all of you. There were groans all around, and Max waved this off, coughing a little and laughing. <laughs> so, like, that love is why I called us together. I think we all know why we're here. Hayden? He paused as Ella finally passed me the joint. This is like an intervention. I didn't even get to smoke before I choked. <laughs> and coughed from surprise. We're really worried about you. Ella added gently, putting a hand on my arm. Don't be, I mumbled, taking a drag. I glanced back at the school. I'd been fired from my job, so my car wasn't insured. I'd gotten a ride there with Max. If I wanted to leave, I'd have to walk home and it was too cold for that. Come on, talk to us, bro. You've just disappeared. We never see you. We're worried. Don't be. People think you're gonna shoot up the school. God, I thought we all agreed not to tell him that. Ella squeaked, covering her face as Greg shrugged. Someone has to. You guys suck. I, st I stood up to leave. Oh, sorry, no, that's you. You guys suck. I stood up to leave. I was already stressed and running on no sleep. Now I was fucking embarrassed, too. People thought I was going to shoot up the school. Did my friends think that? I didn't even like killing bugs. Stop. Just stop. Max grabbed my arm and pulled me back down, passing me the joint. Just relax. Come on. We're your friends. When Ella's parents divorced, what did we do? We smoked and we talked. Greg's dog died. We smoked and we talked. You're not the Hayden we know. So talk to us. I sat on a stump fidgeting and staring at the ground until I was high enough to be brave enough to try and tell them the truth. What did I have to lose? They thought I was being crazy anyway. You guys remember in middle school when I talked about those magic pills? The Santa pills? She asked slowly, squinting at me. I mean, yeah, I guess. What about it? They weren't magic pills. They were sleeping pills. Ever since I can remember, my parents, they had me drugged. They have drugged me and my sister on Christmas Eve. I thought it was normal. They told me they were magic pills to make sure we were all asleep so that Santa... I stopped and groaned, rubbing my face and trying not to wuss out. So that Santa would come, because he doesn't come when you're awake. I saw Greg clamp a hand over his mouth and his shoulders from shaking. Ella shot him a dirty look and elbowed him hard and then smiled at me. Fuck, this was stupid. Never mind. No, 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 it's not. Keep going. Come on. We want to hear. <sighs> I took a deep breath in and closed my eyes. 
I hated closing my eyes. If I closed my eyes and thought about it, I could see it all happening again. I could hear Maggie's screams again. Last year, I didn't take mine. I wanted to see what happens, what they're hiding, and I saw these, these things. They climb all <laughs> I got it. They climb all over the houses. They go down people's chimneys, and they take people who aren't sleeping. You guys remember Maggie? That's how she died. I saw them take her. I heard her screams. It's, it's all I can think about. I didn't realize it, but by the end of the story, I was crying. A dam had broken somewhere inside me. I scrubbed my tears away with my sleeve. I could see Greg had stopped laughing, but I couldn't look at any of their faces. I, I was too embarrassed. I sounded nuts. All I could do was examine the bucket we'd flipped over to use as a table. It was old, from Rona. 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 Beat up. It was cracked. It was... They never found her body. Max said with a strained voice. I know Maggie's brother, like, not well, but we talked. He said they were all sleeping. No one heard anything. They never found the body. They moved last summer. What? How'd I miss that? I spent way more time than I should have staring at their house. I should have noticed. Yeah, like, in August, he DM'd me and we said that he said that they were moving and that was it. We all sat there in shocked silence for a little bit until Ella piped up. So how do you know your parents drug you? She asked with a frown. Like those magic pills could be candy or something and it's just that placebo effect thing happening to you? I saw the prescription bottle. Besides, you feel weird the next day. Feel weird how? Fuzzy? We all turned to Greg. He'd largely been silent. Oh, I, I need to change the voice. I feel weird how? We all Fuzzy? <laughs> we all turned to Greg. He'd largely been silent, but now he looked nervous, passing the joint without taking a pop. Mom, get on that shit. We were all done, actually, silently, but unanimously voting to put it out. You wake up groggy. You know when you get woken up in the middle of the night like that, but it's a morning. And you just sleep through the night. I've never been woken up on Christmas Eve, ever. The more I talked, the more I talked, the more both he and Ella looked alarmed. Do your parents drug you too? No! Ella barked, almost sounding bark, offended. Bark, 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 bark. No, no. No, I mean... I don't think so. Grandma makes us this tea, though, every Christmas Eve. It's supposed to calm us down, so we sleep well. As she described it, she scrunched her face up and tugged on her ponytail. Fuck! Fuck, they're driving us, too! Greg looked downright sick. He didn't say it, but from the look on his face, he'd been sleeping way too well on Christmas Eve, too. You know, sleeping too way too, way too fucking well. I take Ambien, so... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Roseanne Barr is his mom. I got crazy, but, you know, they don't, they don't really need to drug me or anything. <laughs> Max said with a shrug, 
By now, Ella was pacing. Okay, so they're drugging us, but why? I mean, listen, I believe you believe you saw what you saw, but couldn't it have been an uh, hallucination? Why, why isn't this widespread news? You mean news like Maggie disappearing? I asked. I live right across the from the I live right across the street and the cops didn't even show up. No one cared that Maggie died. No one talked about it. No wonder they moved. We all just pretended like she didn't exist. The shamed silence that followed stretched out until Greg's phone buzzed and he announced that he had to go to work. Gotta go, gotta go pay the bills, you know what I'm saying? Gotta get these hoes. Ella did too. They both worked at the same fast food place. They gave us a half-hearted goodbye. I was exhausted, completely emotionally drained after spilling my guts. And Max offered to drive me home soon after the others left. It was a silent ride. He seemed deep in thought. And I was so tired I didn't even want to try to talk. Didn't matter. I told them they could think I was crazy all they wanted. But now that they know, isn't it more of a warning? Like, definitely drink your fucking tea this year. Like, please don't stay awake or you'll get gut. I would, like, try to talk to my parents at this point. Like, Well, the parents knew something already. You could Well, tell. yeah, because they're drugging. I just wonder if, like, like, I don't know. I feel like you should talk to your parents at this point. Like, I fucking know. Like, you know, the cat's out of the bag. We all know. My friends know. I found money on the counter for pizza at home. I put in a Domino's order before finding something to watch. The entire time I sat there, all I could think about was Maggie and how she just disappeared from our little town the moment she was snatched. It was like those things had just wiped her off the map and everyone let it happen. I remember the obituary halfway through dinner and ran upstairs to dig it out of the notebook I put it in. It wasn't long, that's for sure. Her family had barely put in any description at all. Like all obituaries, they had put down the date of her death. I started searching. Our town was small and rural, but we did have a newspaper, and it had managed to get a grant a few years ago to make a website and start digitalizing everything. That meant that they had decades worth of obituaries to look through. I started to search for any deaths around Christmas. Deaths in December weren't unusual, even in a small town. Between icy roads causing grandma Grandma you to fall or depression taking lives. Death was expected at Christmas. But when I started to dig through the results, I noticed a serious difference between the Nana eats shit deaths and the ones that happened right on Christmas itself. Not Nana. They were all short with few details and all were published weeks after the event. There were never any funerals or memorial services to be had, no options to send flowers somewhere. It seemed like every year at least one person died under strange circumstances at Christmas and just became invisible. I made a list of the last few deaths and started searching for their families, just like the Smiths. Most of the families had moved away after the death. I scoured social media pages for more clues. No one that had left seemed to keep ties with anyone in our little town. In fact, many of the families hadn't been in the town long before the death had happened. If I thought about the Smiths, they only had a few months here before last Christmas. It wasn't uncommon for families to move here for the oil opportunities, make some money, and then leave when they realized there wasn't much to do. It wouldn't have looked unusual if you didn't know that someone had died. I sat back, shoveling in the last couple slices of cold pizza. Why haven't I looked this up before? 
I'd spent most of 2022 trying to forget what I'd seen, but I'd been too scared to let it go. All I could think of was Christmas and what I knew would happen when I was asleep. I'd nearly failed out of school. I lost my job. Okay, it was a shitty one, but still. I was this close to losing any opportunities for a good college, but worse than that, I was probably the only person who had seen what comes on Christmas Eve and lived to talk about it. It's... And it's not Uncle Ron. <laughs> that gave me a responsibility, right? I knew what they looked like and what they did, and now I knew that this had been going on for years. My parents had been drugging me since I was born, so they must have known it. They grew up here. They had to know. The Smiths had only been in town for a few months. Maybe nobody warned them. Maybe they just went to bed like normal, never knowing the risks. Shit. Why had no one told them? I pulled out my phone, texting Max. I needed him to hook me up with Maggie's brother. I needed to know what happened after she died. Then I messaged everyone on Facebook in one big group chat, and there were some families that had lived for generations and had still people die randomly on Christmas. I had the perfect idea of how to contact them. We were going to trick or treat this year. Trying to talk to Maggie's brother had been a waste of time. I wasn't totally shocked, but I was disappointed. I thought he was actually going to talk to me at first, and it was going fine, even after mentioning how crazy it was that no one talked about his sister's death, when suddenly he stopped replying and blocked me. Blocked me on Insta, blocked me on Facebook, and when I tried calling his cell, I got that annoying number-not-in-service robot voice. After that happened, I filled my friends in on why we were going trick-or-treating. It wasn't exactly a popular request, but everyone seemed to agree that it was out of pure loyalty. Normally at 17, you went to a party, you got drunk. Mostly people uh, didn't really love handing out candy to teenagers. This year, we'd hit the streets. Someone's gonna call the cops on us. My dad will kill me if he finds out about this. Greg looked paranoid as usual. I couldn't blame him. His parents were super religious and thought costumes were, honestly, I don't know. They just thought it was wrong. We'd had to give We'd have to keep a cape and plastic fangs for him at Max's house when we got ready. We each opted for something quick and easy. Greg was a vampire, Ella was a witch, Max put on a cowboy hat, and I dressed like a ghost. They weren't good costumes, but they were costumes. How'd you convince your parents to let you come out with us tonight anyways? He held up a plastic bag filled with religious pamphlets. I, I, I said I was called to spread the word, so, so what's the plan? We hit a few houses and try to get some candy, so we look legit. And then when we get to the houses on my list... I answered, pulling out a list and a map where I'd marked everyone down. And you're just going to what? Ask them about their uh, murdered family member, hmm? What if there's kids? I plan on showing them these. I pulled out a piece. <laughs> I pulled out oh, my dick. <laughs> I pulled out a piece of lined paper with a drawing of one of the creatures, and they all stared at it. Don't like spiders have like eight legs? That's only four. I rolled my eyes and put it back in my bag. I, 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 I said spidery. They're not actual spiders. Okay, Picasso. Ella laughed as we headed off into the night. You guys fucking suck. <laughs> we got turned away from a few houses, but people were surprisingly generous most of the time. We got a couple glad to see teenagers doing something wholesome comments, and it didn't take us long to get into it. It was nice. Trick-or-treating with my friends brought back a lot of memories and good feelings. Every time we stopped to compare notes on our hall, it felt like we were kids again, and it gave me a glimmer of hope before we hit the first targeted house. We waited on the street for the big group of kids to get their candy and hustle on before stepping up to the plate and ringing the bell. Trick-or-treat! Trick-or-treat! 
The door swung open and we all smiled like fools. The woman inside, a lady that looked to be in her 50s, gave us a confused smile back and grabbed her candy bowl. I held up my art the moment the peanut butter cups hit the pillowcase. Do you recognize this? I asked. She paused, looked over my shitty drawing, and then shook her head. No, I don't. But it's very nice. You kids have a good Halloween. I didn't even have time to react. The next group of kids were already pushing us out, and so we walked back to the street. Okay, that didn't work. I sighed, opening up a snack-sized bag of chips. Do we believe her? Ella asked, doing the same. We all started walking and eating the salt, cutting the handfuls of candy we'd already stuffed ourselves with. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she's seen them. She didn't even blink. So maybe you gotta go harder next time. If no one's seen those things, it won't mean a thing to them. Ask them about the deaths. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go hard. So I did. The next house was polite as could be considering the question. The house after slammed the door in our faces. The house after that actually took their candy back before rattling the door on its hinges. It's going pretty terrible, honestly. No pumpkins. The porch light is a bummer. It was getting late, and we'd agreed to go to Max's house for curfew to watch movies. I'd only marked off a plan for ten houses, and we reached our limit. The last house was a dead end. Anyone have a pen? I asked. Suddenly, a last-ditch idea come to mind. Greg dug through his pamphlet bag and gave me one, and I crouched on the sidewalk to write a quick note on the back of the drawing. I left my phone number and explanation and slipped it through the rusty old mail slot on the door. It was old, loud, and nearly bit my fingers off trying to get the paper through. And once I saw it disappear, we started to leave. We got nearly a house away before a hoarse yell stopped us. Looking back, a woman that had to be at least in her 80s was waving for us to come come from the place we'd just been. Oh, well, Legibly. Legibly. Oh, get over here. That's definitely better. She squawked the paper clutched in her hand. Squawk. We all froze, sharing nervous glances. I guess some part of me didn't really believe anyone would recognize it. If no one recognized it, then the issue would be moot. I could say that I'd done what I could and just start therapy to deal with what I saw. Instead, we all made our way back, meeting the woman on her stoop. Get inside. It's cold out. She ordered, stepping aside and motioning us through. Shoes off. Sit down. What looked like no lights. (laughs) Upper Palpatine. He's back. (laughs) What looked like no lights on from the outside was actually the thickest, blackest blackout curtain. Thickest, blackest. Thickest blackout curtain I'd ever seen. Every window we could see was completely covered, barred. When she shut the door, she locked it and braced it with a chair. Not that I think it really mattered. The thing looked like an industrial security door from the inside. What really stood out to me, though, and what I couldn't stop staring at was her fireplace. I just... It it didn't really exist anymore. She filled the bottom with cement, gated it, and wrapped the gate with barbed wire. So, you've all been awake on Christmas Eve, it seems. Must have been quite the fright. When? I was in shock. She sat comfortably on a recliner just across from us, shotgun stuffed in what looked like a magazine holder. Well, last year. I stuttered out. She nodded, looking over the drawing carefully. I I had to know why they gave us the pills. Pills? Goodness, that's right for trouble. Back in my day, you got an infusion. Oh, shit. Or let... 
Your dad sneak you some alcohol. Anything to hide it. I guess your parents bought into the never lie to your kids crap the magazine started shilling. She clucked her tongue, tucking the piece of paper into her pocket. Into her mouth. <laughs> Shafest in here. Um, in case it's good. Uh, Look where it got them. Look where it got them. Do you know? I shook my head quickly. I don't think they knew. <laughs> well, you're lucky. There's not a lot of lucky ones that see the creatures and live to talk about it. Most anyone who does gets their death. Up the chimney. I practically whispered. Her up face. The, up the chimney. Her face softened. Poor kid. You must live near that girl that died. There was just one last year, I believe. I'm sorry, dear. That's just something that no one should ever see. Beside me, Greg, Max, Ella, had all sunken into ourselves. Ella looked like she might throw up at any second. So it's real, she asked, pulling off her fake nose. They're real. The woman gave a solemn nod. She gave us a thin-lipped smile before getting up, returning moments later with a box of papers. You probably already know this, but my name is Rosalie Walsh. Rosie for short. R, if you're friendly. All right. My, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Just cut it. Let's keep this yeah. moving. It's hot. I, I know, I okay. know. My family's lived here for generations now. My sister, God rest her soul, was the most recent member of my family to die in that awful way. She'd been on a new medication, didn't realize it was basically amphetamines. Meth methamphetamines. <laughs> By the time she realized she wasn't getting to sleep. There wasn't anything she could do about it. Told me as much in the letter she left. There's an empty grave in her name at the cemetery. There's a lot of empty graves. Empty urns. Lots of families in this town never get to bury their loved ones. She dug through the box and pulled out an album of family photos. There were several photos with red dots next to them, and I realized that they were people that had been taken. So, you never find the bodies? No. And having seen it happen myself, I guess it's as much a blessing as a curse. Where do the bodies go? Asked Max, twisting and turning the book, flipping pages and frowning at the growing list of red dots. Don't know. Lots of rumor and conjecture on that one. Some folks say they're eaten. They are spiders. Bathroom's down the hall into the left, kid. She pointed at Greg, who was green by then, and he gratefully ran off through the house. Like I said, some folks think they get eaten. Other folks think they're taken somewhere. Christmas land. Some of the more airy fairy fools. Are we calling people gay now? I think she's just saying people who like believe in the supernatural. Like she doesn't think there's anything like supernatural about it. She probably just thinks it's evil. 
Some of them are airy fairy fools. She's calling you. I, it's always oh, it's not a nice <laughs> word. I don't like this woman anymore. She's definitely Airy Republican. fanciful fuck. <laughs> Think that they're taken to some sort of fantasy land. I'm not talking Disney World. I'm not talking Fire Island. <laughs> the real Santa's workshop. That they're all there living in bliss. I think if they'd seen what a person looks like after going up the chimney, there wouldn't be any magical thinking left. So what are they? She sighed, leaning back in her chair. Look through here. She ordered, passing me the box and kicking the reclined function into gear. I'm no expert. Not a history major or archaeological anything. Or archaeology. Anything. I went to school for accounting. But I was your age when I took an interest in it. Woke up at the wrong time. Guess my father didn't put enough whiskey in my drink that night. Instead of waking up Christmas morning, I woke up close to midnight. Heard the hooves. Could have sworn the bells. Could have sworn I've heard bells. The bells. The bells. The bells. The sound of ornament oriental clinking. Ching, ching, chong, ching. Okay. I am a ninja. We'll have to cut that out. <laughs> the sound of ornaments clinking on the tree. It doesn't matter how old you are if you think you hear Santa on Christmas Eve. You get up to look. So I did. Crept out real slow, real quiet. I got just to the edge of the living room when I saw them. Those nasty things, disgusting creatures. They had my little brother, and they... She paused, taking in a sharp breath and resting her fingers on her face. A little shake to her voice. God, 60 years and it still gets me. They put him up the chimney. A couple go up to the top, hold on to the head. The other shove from the bottom. He was awake. He screamed, Lord, he screamed. Finally, she just waved her hand a little as if trying to wave away the memory. Her eyes wet. Couldn't do nothing. I was too scared. I went back to bed, hid under the covers, but it was fine. Once they get awake and they leave, they got what they came for. I didn't sleep for years. Still don't, not really. While she talked, Ella and I rifled through the box. There were dates, times, letters written from strangers describing what they'd seen. There were drawings, too, much better than mine, but all displaying something similar. The collection went back through the years. What's this? I asked, holding up a photo of a roof. It looked like someone made a mistake taking the photo. All you saw was a snowy roof and these strange white smears. That's how they show up on camera. The only reason we know what do they look like is eyewitness accounts. Hmm. Even the video doesn't capture them. They end up looking like glitter. They're fucking twilight They're twilight vampires. vampires. She heaved a big sigh. 
What's what's the song that you like? There's a possibility. There's a possibility. I wish Jacob Black would come up on my roof. And yeah, I bet come you do. Down my chimney. I bet and then you do. Come in my house. I, and yep, you excited a bunch. She me. heaved a big sigh, like I just oh. heaved a big sigh. Eyes on the ceiling. Eyes on the ceiling. Face looking suddenly more gaunt and drawn than when we'd first seen her. They always come in threes. Just like Jacob Black. I wish. Never seen a house without three Jacob Blacks. Uh-huh. They always come down the chimney. Uh-huh. First, they take the first waker they come across, one per house, only one per house. Then they leave onto the next and so on until every house has been hit. Can't we just, like, close up the chimneys? Max pointed to the cement job she'd done on hers. Won't that just, like, solve everything? What about apartments? You ever seen an apartment in this town, kid? She asked, eyeing him carefully. We all paused, taking a moment to think. There's an ordinance here. This town has strict rules about what can be built. No apartments. Most you'll see is a duplex, all with fireplaces. She was right. There wasn't an apartment anywhere within the boundaries of town. Even double-story houses were weird. If someone built something other than the usual flat, single-story home, you could guarantee the neighbors would gossip. It would be too flashy. Every family handles it differently. My parents told us after my brother went missing. Felt it wasn't fair we didn't know after that. Some folks don't tell their kids until it's time for them to move out. They figure they want to preserve what innocence they have. Not everybody handles it well when they find out. My eldest John had a fire in his belly and didn't believe us. Said we just wanted to keep him home. That was a hard Christmas. My husband and I had the kids help clean the roof after. Did it hurt them? Sure did. But they believed after that. They're all still alive. At some point, Greg returned and then left again at the mention of cleaning the roof. The rest of us sat there in numb silence as Rosie talked. Finally, the memories seemed to take their toll on her. Time's up, kids. Halloween is over. She announced, straightening up and taking the box back. The best I can suggest is that you take those pills. Take enough, sleep through, try and pretend you don't know what you know. She cleared her throat and held out her hand. Icy's. We all stood there like deer in the headlights before someone snapped out of it and dropped a couple candies in her hand. Honestly, it seemed fair. We all paid our toll and she walked us out the door. Here, one last treat. I don't know what they are, but I know they aren't anything holy. She dropped a thick notebook in my pillowcase and patted me on the shoulder, then gently shoved us out the door and slammed it behind us. We barely made curfew that night, not that it mattered. Max's parents were pretty lax and his eldest sister was still out partying by the time we got back to his house. 
someone voted to order pizza, someone else voted to put a movie on, we ended up settling on watching The Little Mermaid, laugh all you want, but it was the only thing we could all agree on. Not one of us wanted to watch anything scary after hearing what Rosie had to say. After that, we didn't talk for a couple weeks at all. It was like we all silently but mutually agreed that we couldn't be around each other after we learned the truth about Christmas in our little town. I couldn't even open the book that Rosie gave me. I hid it under my bed, gave my candy to Sarah, and stopped all my research. I didn't want to even think about it. And for the first time since Christmas last year, I managed to sleep. Until a couple weeks ago. That was when Ella called me. Someone new had moved into town at the start of December. A family with three kids. They live a couple doors down from her, and she'd been watching them like a hawk. She wanted to see what the neighbors would do. Normally, the welcoming committee came by with some sort of shitty gift basket and a cheap plastic key to the city, but there was no one. Not even a nosy old lady that lived across the street to stop by. I think they're sacrificing them, she said once we had all gotten together on those ice-cold stumps behind the school for a smoke. That's why the cops don't come. That's why the newspapers don't run any stories. That's why no one fucking talks about our town after they leave. If everyone that's ever lived here all their lives knows that you have to stay asleep, there's no one to take. So they need new people to come. They need new people for the spiders to take. So we've been prepping, researching, making plans. Maybe we're crazy, but... Something about watching the entire town just hang these people out to dry, knowing what's going to come makes us all sick. We're all graduating soon and we all plan on leaving, but we're not letting this happen again this year without a fight. Someone has to do something. There has to be some revenge for people like Rosie, for people like Maggie. It's Christmas Eve. Everything is in place, and now we're just waiting. Everyone's at home. My parents are making cookies. Ella's helping her family make a gingerbread house. We're all doing something. Just waiting for everyone to go to sleep. Wish us luck. I think they're sacrificing them, she said once we had all gotten together on those ice-cold stumps. So what do we do? That was the question, right? What do we do? Honestly, I wish I would have posted it here earlier, right around when we started to talk about doing something about this would have been helpful and saved some of the suffering you guys are about to see, but I'm a slow writer, and by Christmas Eve it felt like I was staring down the barrel of a gun. I didn't even know if I'd make it out alive, and it felt like someone had to know what was going on outside of our little town before we walked into hell. Mostly it was just nice to get some support outside, to know that we weren't crazy, that 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 what's going on is as fucked up as we think it is. And yeah, I still think It's a Wonderful Life is a shit movie. I'm sorry. I'm doubling down on that. When you spend your whole life using it as a marker for pills are next, it starts to lose its charm. Ella thinks I'm a shithead too for saying it sucks if that's any consolation. Some of you guys here are wondering about Thanksgiving in October. I live in Canada. Uh. It's a different holiday here. I have cousins in Detroit that hype American Thanksgiving like some kind of crazy event. I think I'm going to join them. So what do we do? We can't just let it happen to them. I can tell you the moment Ella started talking about it, we all groaned and shut down. Not the Christmas spiders again, moaned Greg. Frankly, none of us were really into talking about the Christmas spiders again. Not after Halloween, certainly not while stoned. Max just heaved a sigh and put the freshly rolled joint back in his little stash case. He closed it, patted it, and sat back. I zipped up my coat even tighter. Ella, meanwhile, was fuming. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I ruining your pretend world of cheer? The town is sacrificing people on Christmas. 
I cringed, glancing over at Max, who quickly shook his head and dipped his chin. Ella was fired up. She got this way any time she found a cause to roar about. Last year, it was overseas dog adoption. The year before that was her rally cry against GMO farming. It went all the way back to the fourth grade in her science fair project on microplastics. To be fair, I don't think she'd ever actually been really wrong in the past. All the topics were worth talking about. She just terrifies us in the process. In two weeks, we all go to sleep and have a nice Christmas while the Millers get dragged out of bed by four-legged freaks and you're all just okay with it? Of course not. There were objections all around until we heard Greg mumbling. Ella towered over him while he focused on his gloves. Well, I just said it's all just devil worship anyway. He mumbled a little louder after clearing his throat. <clears throat> That's what my parents said. Oh, hell no, you, you, you told your parents. Now it was my turn to be worked up. If we hadn't all known him since kindergarten, I think we would have strung him up by the power lines from his two shoes. Rule number one, you don't tell your parents. Rule number two, you don't tell Greg's weirdo religious freak parents. They found my candy, okay? I was pissed. Apparently, shortly after Halloween, Greg's mother had been going through his room when a fun-sized candy wrapper triggered an all-out scrub of the premises. She found a bag of pamphlets, still full, and worse than that, found the rest of the candy haul. In the massive argument that followed, Greg had thrown out the only weapon he had, that they had drugged him on Christmas Eve. They didn't talk for days. His parents prayed, and he relished in the silence until they came with Bibles in hand and sat him down for a reckoning. The town was evil. We were all devil worshippers, and they did what they had to in order to keep the family safe. Why don't they, like, just move then? Max asked after Greg rambled out their speech about straying from God. They don't have to live here. I asked them to. Um, they didn't really answer. We're not doing Christmas this year, though. It's, uh, it's too pagan. Serves you right, Ellis scoffed, taking her stump again. Jackass. Whatever. I'm not supposed to hang out with you guys anyway. Greg got up and stomped off. We're all upset. So much so that Greg left, so did the rest of us. The impromptu meeting on the Christmas spiders died before it really got off the ground. The comments about devil worship, though, that stuck with me. I went home and went straight from my room, grabbing Rosie's notebook I'd hidden away. I hadn't looked through it yet. I hadn't wanted to. Finding out the truth hadn't been so exhausting that I was pretty game to just take the magic pill and pretend I had no idea we did it and just go to sleep on Christmas Eve as usual. Then I could move away next year and never come back. Unfortunately, Ella had a point. There was something totally fucked up about the way our town handled Christmas. Now that we knew and could practically see them serving this new family up on a plate, it felt gross. It wasn't just scary, it was fundamentally morally wrong. Before Rosie gave me the notebook, she'd made a comment that spiders weren't anything holy, and thinking about what Greg's parents had said, I started to wonder. The town we live in is basically an old mining community. We had a whole shitty wannabe museum dedicated to the town's history. I'd been there dozens of times on school field trips. Some random guy back in the day staked his claim in the woods, and wouldn't you know it, found a mine nearby with a nice rich deposit of coal. There were coal seams out the ass. He got wealthy, built the town. Decades later, oil drills started coming into the area. That's who provides half of the jobs here, the oil company. 
people definitely don't leave this place because there's no money in the area. For the first time, I started to think that it was maybe weird how financially well off the town is. We don't even have homeless people. That's strange, right? I thought about my parents. My mom is a florist. My dad repairs radios. When my sister was born, they both took like a year off of work. I spent enough time on Reddit to know that that's not normal. I thought about my friend Max, he's into music, he's 17 and probably has like $10,000 worth of music equipment. He's got turntables, amps, guitars, everything, but he lives with his retired grandparents. Everyone in Ella's family plays sports, lots of sports, they travel for games and have the best of everything. All our school teams have the best of everything, Greg's parents too. They have multiple cars in the fanciest yard in the city, it's no wonder they refuse to move. They could judge the town all they wanted, but they were living off the sins just the same. I looked at my iPhone, my MacBook, the consoles in the corner, my widescreen TV, and a closet full of Nikes. With shame, it dawned on me that this wasn't normal. I finally took a deep breath and cracked open the cover of Rosie's notebook. I did a quick flip through and then started at the top. You could tell she taped it, rebound the thing multiple times over the years. Photos, drawings, newspaper snippets, and pages from other books had been stapled, taped, and glued anywhere they fit. Amidst all that were her notes, scrawling loops of annotations and corners, and what looked like pages of a diary. Her diary. The diary she kept while she tried to discover the town's horrible holiday secret. And that is the end of part one. I actually really fucking like it. Yeah. I actually really fucking like it. And I think it's something about the pacing. The pacing feels like an old 80s movie. It feels like a like a Goonies. It feels yeah. like, a, like a Gremlins. You know, like, it, it, it paces itself so well. It, it did the whole where kids were just hanging out, we're just smoking weed thing, and then it rolled straight into the Harbinger, you know, the stereotype of every horror movie where the the character fills them in on some dark shit that's going on right under their noses that kind of turns the whole thing upside down. And, like, R Rosie is just the perfect character yeah. for a narrative like this. You get in, you get in like a Jamie Lee Curtis, like legacy actress into a franchise and you get her to spout some, some bullshit about what happened 40, you know, 60 years ago. That, that shit sells, yeah. you know, that's, that's a, that's a solid horror movie right there. And I actually, I'm not going to say that the spiders are the coolest thing I've ever heard. They're definitely not. I think. I think whoever wrote this story is a, is just an arachnophobe. I don't I don't understand what spiders have anything to do with Christmas, but there are worse things you could have picked. I would have I would have probably had appropriated it with some type of little fey creature of some kind, and and maybe heavily allude to the fact that it's like Santa's elves or some shit. I just feel like that's more thematically interesting to me. Like little fey creatures. There's a there's a creature in the MTG universe that came to mind and all but it, like I I'm envisioning What's it like, called? A, I think it's called like a glitter a glitter fey or something like that. It it almost looks like or a glitter something and it like has because what I'm envisioning is like not a spider 
but like, almost, for some reason I'm thinking of like something with like a lot of limbs and just like almost like a like a house centipede almost like very slim and tall and red and black. But those things don't like jump. That's the thing. But those things just crawl. Spidery. Not no, spiders. No, that's, that's fair. I just think, like, they very specifically said only four legs. Imagine a small body just on, on human-y limbs. Human-y limbs, just with points, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to need more descriptors, and I feel like part two is going to give us more descriptors. I feel like this is someone who said... Wow, this was really interesting. This took off in the right direction. I'm glad people like this, but where do I go from here? Yeah. And that's a little worrisome. That's a, That can be a little cumbersome to carry through the rest of the narrative. But um, luckily for us, this was your... Uh, this was maybe your Christmas Eve episode. Oh, Christmas if, Eve. If you, Christmas if you want tree. it to be. But um, we're going to finish this story on Christmas Day. So... Uh, come come back and uh, listen to the Christmas episode that we're going to release on Christmas on the 25th of December, where we are going to finish this story um, for you. And we will see if there is a solid resolve. Um, we're probably just going to like jump into it and, and roll through it real quick. So it's going to be a little bit better, a little bit quicker, a little bit faster. But I think um, we're going to finish it up. And I, I, I like it. It has it has promise. It's interesting. Um, yeah. The monsters monsters are cool enough. I mean, uh, I don't love spiders. I'm not trying to say that like spiders are like the coolest fucking thing in the world and that they're never scary at all. Like I don't like spiders, but they could almost be like black widows. Ask too, like with the the pointed. Um, well, it's just interesting to think about. Like they're not picked up on video they're not picked up on photo they appear as glittery forms and he just said they're red jumping creatures that crawl down your chimneys i think spider is just the best way to think about it probably from how they move but i think we might get a description of like what their faces look like what their bodies look like what their limbs are more specifically like like right now i just see like a weird anthropomorphic red thing you know um it's not great it doesn't sound scary at all, but um, I suppose if I were a kid and I'd be dragged up the chimney by one, it would have to be the size of probably like a large dog, right? Uh, if three of them, if three of them like come in at a time, then they're they're small enough to get down a chimney, which means they're as small as a dog, right? You know, you could probably get some some type of large cat through a chimney so a spider the size of like a fucking medium-sized dog that's pretty that's pretty scary i still think maybe i'm just thinking as an adult but i'd still probably just kick it it could also just be again something very thin and very like you know well say spiders are super strong so maybe accounting for how they how they work or if there's magic anything supernatural behind them you know there might be something yeah. There might be something going unholy. on there. Yeah, unholy. Because Emphasis on Because you know. Holes. You, you know holes. I'm tired of holes, Grandpa. Let's do that, man! You keep sucking. Dig it up, uh, oh, dig it. But yeah, this is Browns, uh, uh, and this is oh, Captain. Dig it up, uh, 
Um, We're gonna be dig, here with our jingle boss. Oh, oh, you <laughs> got to go dig those holes. Oh my back! You got to go suck my holes. That one hurt my back. Yeah, I like how you pulled that voice out of nowhere. You're so original. I know. I big. I gotta say, when you read as Rosie, you just you got slower and slower as it went on, and I just. It's hard on the voice. It's hard. I, on I the know, voice. but then don't do the voice. But then don't do the voice. I do. Listen. <laughs> why am I even fucking here? All right. I'm here. I'm hard. I am ready to pump out of my Christmas balls and give you all my Christmas spirit. And you're gonna take it. And I don't care how fast or slow it comes. Cause you know what? It's still coming. And I'm still coming. Merry Christmas, everyone. Kill you.